Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three Ps, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, We dive into advanced profit-first strategies, and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. Most episodes of the podcast also feature segments with the world's most prolific author on entrepreneurship, the author of Profit First, The Pumpkin Plan, Surge, Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, Clockwork, and his newest book, Fix This Next, Mike Michalowicz. On today's episode, we have done it. We have walked through seven steps to this point to get you here today. Step number eight marks the end of the execute phase, the second of the three phases to implementing profit first. In the execute phase, you completed step number five, doing your instant assessment. Then you reverse engineered your business based on what you need to make to support your family. So with owner's pay targeting, you figured out what your real revenue needs to be and what your gross sales need to be. Plus, you have a sales plan with the total sales transactions required per year, the sales per month needed, the sales per week, and even have it down to the sales per day you need to sell at your average sales price. My entrepreneurial friend, you are now owning your financials. You are a 17%er entrepreneur because you own your financials. And see how easy it was. We did some fifth grade math and we walked step by step on the podcast, used the calculators and worksheets and augmented your execution via the how-to videos on our website, ProfitFirstNation.com under resources. Doesn't it feel amazing to have a sales plan and an objective black and white understanding of what your business needs to do for you, for you to make the salary, the owner's pay you need to put a roof over your head, buy food, clothing and necessities, cover your transportation, and enjoy modest entertainment. Now, I did get a great question that ties to all of this under owner's pay. Someone asked how to calculate their owner's pay based on their mortgage payment, and that is a great question. 
on this podcast, when we venture into the truly personal finance side of your life, we defer to Dave Ramsey's principles for financial peace. In fact, yes, because I'm such a huge nerd, to help me prepare for this podcast, I actually became a certified Ramsey financial coach. It was very insightful for me because I'm a D on disc, and so I'm very direct. Give me instructions, tell me how it works. I just dive into implementing it and don't give it much other thought. Well, in my Ramsey coaching, I learned that only 10% of the population are Ds. The rest of the world is made up of influence, steadiness, and conscientiousness on the DISC scale. And I also learned under Dave and his team that money is 10% logic and 90% emotion. That was my big aha, because it's like 90% logic to me and 10% emotion. I had no idea how much emotion or the voices in your head can keep you off the path to permanent profitability. Did I digress? <laughs> sorry, but maybe not totally sorry. In Dave Ramsey land, Dave recommends your housing payment, including property taxes and insurance, to be no more than 25% of your take-home income. And to maximize your savings, you should get a 15-year fixed rate mortgage. So if you had a similar question when it came to your owner's pay targeting in the reverse engineering exercises from episode 27, then where you start your reverse engineering process is with your shelter, your housing nut, the total for your housing payment, property taxes, and insurance based off of your take-home pay. Now, I am going to venture into the weeds a little bit to help you be compliant with the Ramsey formula here. You do have payroll taxes, so your owner's pay is not your take-home pay. It is your salary, meaning taxes will be most likely taken out when you pay yourself. So if your owner's pay is $100,000, like we used in the scenario in prior episodes, then let's say 24% will be taken out for taxes. That means 24,000 is taken out for taxes, leaving you with a net $76,000 in take-home pay. This $76,000 in take-home pay is inserted into the Ramsey formula. So if Dave Ramsey recommends your housing payment, including property taxes and insurance, to be no more than 25% of your take-home income, then 25% of $76,000 is $19,000, which when you divide by 12, since you make 12 housing payments, including property tax and insurance per year, and boom, your maximum all-in housing payment in Ramsey land should be no more than $1,583. Yes, Based on the $100,000 owner's pay scenario and using 24% for payroll taxes, the net take-home pay of $76,000 then dictates that in Dave Ramsey land, your housing payment, including property tax and insurance, should be no more than $1,583 per month. For my fellow California peeps, let me repeat that. Your housing payment, including property tax and insurance, should be no more than $1,583 per month. Sobering. But, 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 
Does this explain a bit of the mystery as to why there might not seem to be enough money ever in the till? If you need to go back to the reverse engineering step to recalculate your target owner's pay and actually back into your target owner's pay by starting with your current housing costs, then please hit pause on this episode and go do that. It could be the big V8 moment you need for yourself and your cash. And just to reiterate for my California peeps, because I can speak to the housing costs in California since I live here, just because you live in California or another very expensive housing market does not mean you get a pass on the no more than 25% of your take-home pay going to your housing costs. Let's say you redo your reverse engineering exercise and realize you need to triple your real revenue target. No problem. It won't happen overnight, but now you have a clear target and the why you need to increase your real revenue by 3x. That's what my husband and I did when we decided we wanted to move from our home in Anaheim Hills to the beach. We raised the bar significantly and raised our daily sales order target. We also decided to raise the bar on the projects we would target. And we did it. If a married couple can do it and not kill each other. uh, And did I mention there were a lot of curveballs thrown at us outside of the businesses during this time. But we had a target based on reverse engineering and we did it. So. If you are now locked and loaded on your numbers, then let's talk about step number eight. Complete your allocations per schedule and rhythm. Mike, why don't you share how you allocate? So every Friday, we look at the income that's accumulated until midnight Thursday. And it's really easy. It's logging your bank account and you see it, the balance of that night. We then um, have a spreadsheet that we just plug in the numbers to say $10,000 came in. We plug that number in and then it calculates the allocations to each account on a percentage basis. And um, we then do the actual transfer of that money from the income account and out uh, to these other accounts. We actually even, um, instead of moving our income account to zero, which is the kind of puritanical version of Prop First, we drop our income account down to $1,000. The reason we do that, we have one um, source coming to our income account through a, a credit card processing company that just how they're set up is they pull their expense back out of the income account. So when they charge us their fees and this their rules or guidelines are they have to pull from the account they fund. Uh, so we've decided in this case, that's, that's the money, they can pull their money back out of there. So that's why we keep that little buffer of $1,000. Um, if we want to take a step further, we could set up a secondary income account specifically to them, but it would be we'd be too much in the weeds and it's not necessary. So we leave that $1,000 in the income account and then there were all the money based on the spreadsheet gets allocated out. We do the transfers into the individual accounts. We look at our OPEX and then we look at our bills and we pay our bills out of OPEX. Then that Friday afternoon, we have a call to discuss it. Is our OPEX account, we're very critical of our OPEX account. Is it, is it waning? Is it accumulating? Or is it static? 
And if it's waning as an indicator that we're spending more money than we have reserved, why is that? If it's accumulating, um, that's a, perhaps a good thing, but why is that? And if we see a trend of accumulating, it means we are making progress toward allocating more money toward profit or owner's comp and tax, usually the mix of the three. We review our income account. That's actually the first thing we look at on that Friday meetings. How, how do we do on the income account? Is it outside the expected parameters? Did we make more or less or is it about the same? And we question all of those. But when there's an extreme anomaly, th- that raises a red flag for an immediate investigation. If it's uh, what we expected, we still ask, hey, how can we improve this? But it's not a red flag for an investigation necessarily. Um, we, we move money on that Friday over to our, we call it the vault. The vault is that inconvenient second bank. And uh, it's really easy to transfer. And it's an it's a, it's electronic transfer. It's a, such a pain in the ass to get the money out. It just sits there and accumulates exactly what we wanted. And, um, and we, repeat that, we repeat that process over and over again. What's so interesting is because it's myself and my business partner looking at the accounts. I'm talking about Profit First Professionals. I own other businesses too, but Profit First Professionals specifically, it triggers hard conversation every Friday. We don't need to sit there and say, hey, what we got to talk about the numbers is like reading the tea leaves. The numbers are in front of us and we start discussing it and we discuss, are there expenses that we shouldn't be incurring? And we have hard conversations around that. We make hard decisions around that. Um, the income account isn't the way we said it we wanted it to be. What's wrong? Let's fix that. Or sometimes it's a great pat on the back. Hey, look, we're, we're pulling this off. Keep this momentum going. It's a great, it's a great source of conversation. You know, the numbers don't lie. There's no feelings around that. It's not like, oh, my thought is this, my thought. No, the the facts are put in front of us every Friday and it it triggers hard but healthy conversation. Yes, this is why we allocate per a schedule and a rhythm. By allocating every two weeks, every week, or as the book prescribes on the 10th and 25th, you are enforcing a rhythm and the rhythm will help you target predictable cash. Here's what I mean. Based on reverse engineering our business and calculating our allocation percentages, I know exactly how much money I would like to see in my income account every, and in our case, two weeks on Wednesdays. To get my target income balance for each allocation, I took the real revenue number and divided it by 26 because allocating every two weeks equals 26 allocations per year. If I hit my real revenue target for the year, I'm great. And if my income account hits my biweekly target, then boom, it all falls into place. But of course, the world is not perfect. Not for me or Mike Michalowicz. Remember, when Mike walked through his allocation days. When something is off, like your income number, or expenses are creeping up and appear to exceed what you have allocated to operating expenses, this is the real secret to profit first, owning your financials, looking at the cash in your business regularly and consistently, and most importantly, proactively managing what needs to be managed. And the best part, it only takes a few minutes. I love 
love, love Wednesdays. Every Wednesday, I have at least one business that has allocations to do on a Wednesday. Each allocation day under your belt will build your momentum down the path to permanent profitability. Your business finances will be clear for maybe the first time. And the magic is you are seeing your cash and your finances at a moment when you can actually control it, proactively manage it, and put profit first. I totally understand why 83% of entrepreneurs operate their businesses like an ostrich with their head buried in the sand. When you get your income statement and balance sheet on the 15th showing what went down or really out the door in the prior month, and you are already halfway through the current month, it's a bit embarrassing. And you feel somewhat helpless because you blew your cash in the prior month and it feels like you are repeating the same pattern in the current month. So you just decide to find comfort in paring your head in the sand like a freaking ostrich. I did when I was in my 20s. I owned a lot of things, a business, a townhome, and a commercial property, but I did not own my financials. Luckily, I came without unscathed, ego bruised a bit, and with a distaste for dollar bacon cheeseburgers from Wendy's because this is all I could afford to eat for a while after paying a chunk of change to the IRS for my fabulous earnings. I was obviously not putting profit first and definitely not allocating to a tax account. But you, my entrepreneurial friend, you have got this. You are ready to own your financials and you will do so by doing your allocations per your allocation schedule on your designated allocation days. And I promise you, it will be one of those working on your business moments that will make all the difference to your profitability and wealth building. And since BombBomb is the bomb.com, BombBomb is the app I use to screen record the videos I make walking you through some of our podcast resources. I've made a couple of videos for you to correspond with this week's resource, your Profit First Allocation Calculator. There are two versions of the Profit First Allocation Calculator, the basic version and the advanced version. To access the allocation calculators, that you will use on your allocation days and the quick corresponding how-to videos, visit ProfitFirstNation.com and click on resources. If you are interested in how BombBomb can work for you, we do have a link to BombBomb at ProfitFirstNation.com under faves. Again, that's ProfitFirstNation.com under the menu bar, faves, like favorites. Finally, if you would like to work directly with a Profit First professional, bookkeeper, accountant, or coach, please click on contacts on our website, ProfitFirstNation.com. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. If you're enjoying the show, I invite you to subscribe. You never want to miss a single episode. 
There's great stuff coming. Don't miss it. Subscribe now. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.